You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. WebmasterRadio.fm Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Domain Masters. This is Monty Khan, your host, and uh, we are back from uh, another whirlwind tour of back-to-back-to-back trade shows. Um, I'm excited to have a live show on. Uh, last Wednesday, we had to do a little rerun because I was on a panel at the uh, Traffic West Conference right during our radio broadcast. However, we followed it up with a bang the very next day on Thursday. If any of you had the pleasure of listening, we broadcasted well, it was the first time ever we broadcasted a live domain auction on the air, especially on Webmaster Radio, and thanks to the folks back at the studio for uh, bearing with us while we were on speakerphone and working with the live auctioneer and uh, did a live domain auction and sold more than $2 million worth of domain names in three hours with a live auctioneer, and it was all broadcast live last week uh, on Thursday. If anyone's ever interested in listening to that uh, to that event, which was kind of exciting and uh, had its moments of... Uh, of of, of uh, roughness as well, but uh, w- was a overall a very good event and uh, uh, was a history-making event for the domain industry. It will be on right after my show tonight, and uh, I'm going to actually listen to it and see how we did. So uh, that's coming on right after the uh, uh, right after Domain Masters uh, tonight. We're going to do a couple things. We're going to talk about traffic um, uh, and how successful it was because Traffic West Conference in Las Vegas had over 500 people there, all in the domain business, and uh, uh, some new players arrived. And uh, I'm going to have uh, Ron Sheridan, who is the director of business development for Domain Sponsor. Many of you use Domain Sponsor as your domain monetization tools. Uh, uh, domain Sponsor is also in our Traffic Club solution, so 
uh, we have a lot to talk to Ron about. And uh, he's also a very savvy domainer, and uh, so is his company. And so uh, we're going to talk about the domain business, how the traffic conferences and domain roundtable have impacted our particular businesses and talk about that and talk about some of their key properties and how they make money and how they help customers make money. And we're going to hook up with uh, Jonathan Frakes from Domain Roundtable. We never did get to do a show follow-up. We interviewed a couple people that were live at the show and had a lot of the registries on, but never had a chance to really talk about the impact of Domain Roundtable as well. And uh, so we're going to talk about a couple of that, uh, a couple of those things, and um, uh, have a good show. So with that, we're going to break for a couple commercials. I'll be back on with Ron Sheridan, and then we'll have uh, Jonathan Frakes talk. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned. by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. VR Web. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls. From True Effect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Just a little bit about the hook. What I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing and doing and doing. People in the marketing, PR, advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries. So what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier. What I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is join me each week, two 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 o'clock on two Tuesdays Tuesday. Intersection of advertising 
that technology was going to play a key role in helping companies uh, optimize traffic on the Internet so that advertisers would be able to buy some of that traffic. It was a big gap at the time. And uh, back then in the domain space, the only real technology available was Oingo, which was before Google stepped up and bought them. And right. Oingo, Oingo was doing the optimization for Overture, uh, GoTo Overture. And actually, we were tangentially involved in that. So I decided in actually in September of 01 to join the company. And we really set out a five-year plan, which we're obviously now we've got another five-year plan because it's been five years. But uh, we felt that we could have an impact if we were focused on figuring out ways to achieve maximize revenue through optimization, through automation, and personalization. It sounds like a cliche, but it's been our focus. And in the beginning, we had a program which helped websites add additional traffic monetization using paid search links. So they put a search box and some keywords, and we aggregated uh, search results from different pay-per-click companies. And we kept finding ourselves buying domains and dealing with domainers who wanted a customized solution. We looked at the marketplace, and we saw an opening. We saw an opportunity where our core business focus would fit quite well, and we made a move. And that was we developed our own optimization algorithm that was very different than the semantic optimization that's used by pretty much everybody in this space, and ours is behavioral-based. So we pay very close attention. We database every visit, every click, every search, and re-optimize each landing page for each domain in an automated fashion based on the behavior of the previous visitors. Turns out that was a big hit. That, that was a big improvement over what was going on. We were able to build up a substantial customer base and eventually teamed up with Google. And at this point in time, we're the largest non-Google, non-overture aggregation or monetization service for domains in the industry by, by a large margin. Right. Our portfolio, our own, is is a big part of our business that we try not to, we don't get involved in drops or, or auctions or anything like that. We we only buy unregistered names to the degree that we're even buying names. But our real focus and the majority of our business comes from other domainers who are looking to make the most money from monetizing their traffic. And our primary obligation to them is the maximum, we call maximum RPX, which means maximum revenue per whatever the metric is, you know, maximum revenue per visitor, maximum revenue per, per search, and that's what we're really focused on. Now, now the behavioral spin of your particular technology, and, and again, this is a pretty crowded space. Uh, I remember participating with you on a panel of nine other companies, everybody saying that they do things different. But you, your behavioral type, uh, your, your behavioral approach has actually been pretty successful. Can you go into a little bit more detail about what's really behind that? Are you, are you guys really looking at what people really mean when they're typing in a particular domain name in, in the search bar or into the URL line and then um, taking predetermined guesses based off of everything that you've seen in the past to determine really where, where they want to go? Well, um, we, we don't use psychics, but uh, so we don't know what people mean. Literally, I'm, I'm kidding. But when I, say, when I say what people mean by no. using previous behavior, obviously, to yeah. help them get to where they really want to go, when, when one might not think that when they look at a particular word that uh, they type uh, in. You know, the semantic optimization that's in place right now looks at the words within a domain name string and attempts to guess, and that's effectively what they're doing. However, semantic optimization has gotten very strong. We have our own semantic optimization, which we use when we've never seen a domain. But once we have history, we use the history to determine what keywords to place on the domain based on the previous visitors, both intent and, and their final action. So we watch what they type in, we watch what words they click on, we watch what ad results they click on, and so forth. Uh, and the combination of all of those is really the different focus. So like I said, when we first see a domain, we use pure semantic optimization. But an example of it is if 
someone has a domain, one of my favorites was a domain we used to have aimed at our service called Big Mama's House, which was a, a Martin Lawrence movie, which I kind of thought was kind of funny. And, and you put that towards semantic optimization, you get real estate links or Mother's Day gifts. But when the domain was aimed at the main sponsor, we would see that people were searching for hip-hop artists, they were searching for comedy albums and things like that. Right. We were able to faster and quick, more quickly put relevant links. And, and what we learned is that relevancy on the landing page is the key to focus on, to get the most relevant links to the, to the behavior of the largest percentage of users to a specific domain. And then on the search results page, we focus on click-through. So we use the combination, and, and Google's pretty strong in, in focusing on driving higher click-throughs. They put a lot of pressure on advertisers to rewrite ads to get maximum click-through. That works real well with our technology. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, it is because, you know, um, there's the, and you guys use primarily a Google feed in combination with your own some of your own ad network. Is that correct? Right. We have our own base of direct advertisers, which we've built through our, pay, our sister company, uh, Revenue.net. I mean, as far as the marketplace is concerned, we position domain sponsor as a product of Revenue.net. Revenue.net is a, uh, a retail ad network which has hundreds of websites who we serve ads for, banners, pop-ups, and so forth. And then we've built direct advertiser relationships with large pay-per-click buyers. And when and where appropriate, we actually are able to insert one of those advertisers on a premium basis into a domain sponsor search results page. Cool, cool. So um, now some of the other things that you've been doing, though, as a company is you've been ac- actually going out and acquiring um, some of the some key domain names to launch some specific verticals within your particular ad network and in your space. Yeah, so yeah. Um, some of those names are low.com, degrees.com, information.com, and livedigital.com. Walk us through what each one of those different focuses are and why it was so important for you to go out and, as a company, because a lot of other um, companies aren't doing this in your space, but t- tell us how each one of these are, are helping your business and helping customers propel their business forward. Well, I think the, the easiest way to, dis- to describe it, our initiative would be divided up into four areas, one of which is the, the most important, which is domain traffic monetization or paid search aggregation. So that's the main sponsor, and our original program is called Target Words. Which, which you know became domain sponsor, not only became domain sponsor, but now a domain sponsor. And then the other area is an ad network, which is revenue.net. So we wanted to be in the performance-based uh, advertising business, you know, serving as many clients as possible with a large network. We also wanted to have a lead generation, which is our third focus. And so we, we, we identified two key areas where we could build lead generation businesses, which is, again, a form of aggregation. You've got advertisers on one end, and you've got traffic providers on the other. And in addition to that, we thought it would make sense for us to have a consumer brands division. And through that division, we would learn more and more uh, and hope maybe even strike gold, if you will, by coming up with a hot consumer property. But the real emphasis was to learn the traffic monetization business from the publisher perspective and actually have a sense of ownership, really understand what publishers do to build build their websites and, and so forth. So the consumer division started out with sites like uh, newsalerts.com, we have weatherreports.com, these domains we bought, we even bought photograph.com. Not really so much to compete with anybody so much just to try to learn that business. All of that really has led us to this our latest project, which is now our, our core focus of our whole consumer brands division, which is live digital or live digital, depending upon who's saying it. And and it's basically my space with a, with a richer feature set and maybe a, a, a more simplified interface and uh, a far uh, an audience target that I think goes more into verticals and and specific types of organizations and groups 
as opposed to saying having a music or a youthful uh, orientation, which MySpace has. And it's getting quite a bit of traction. Just came out of beta, and it's taught us a lot because now we really have a lot of consumer interaction uh, and a lot of uh, understanding of, of, of consumer traffic, consumer behavior, and it's serving us well. And live digital uh, is pretty exciting. It's, so social networking sites go. It's uh, it's, it's getting some traction on the radar, and we're pretty excited about it. That's great. That's great, and and be, you know, it's good to know that um, that a company in your space has actually gone out to 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 buy domain names like that to ver- to to validate your business model and also to differentiate yourself because you know, like again, uh, um, we know that there's a lot of companies in our space and in your space that are buying domain names, but they're not quite using it in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of I've run into these all the time. Domainers who own these amazing domain names, and we do not acquire names just to own them. Uh, marquee names. So we stopped doing that a long time ago. Never really. We don't have probably have no any no more than a dozen or eighteen actual I call generic domain names. We own Identity Theft, and uh, we I think we own OnlineCourses.com and a few other really small but interesting names. But all of them have the same thing in common, and is they either would be a lead generation property or some kind of a generic or you know very semi generic consumer portal of, of sorts. Um, and then, like I said, a lot of it really has to do with just trying to understand the business better and, and so that we're not talking to advertisers or publishers from a naive perspective. We really do have an understanding of their business, and we're able to talk to them the way they, they expect it, you know, for us to. Right. Now, speaking from, uh, you, you know, speaking from a domain perspective, because uh, you have a really good pulse on the industry, um, give, give me your give me your state of where we think, where you guys think the business is, or maybe you personally, because you're a domainer also, but... How have we evolved? How has this business evolved um, over the last 12 months? And, you know, we've had a couple conferences now just dedicated to our space, and uh, we're, we're seeing, our, seeing our industry move quick and fast. What, what, do you, what kind of advice do you give to folks that have portfolios or are looking to get portfolios? And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, debate on whether it's too late to get into the business and not, or not too late. And I think we know, we both know because we're both in the business and work together, that you can still register domain names out there that have not been registered or have been dropped that are actually good monetizing domain names. Give, give, give us your perspective as a VP of business development for your organization and also from your own personal perspective being on the panels that we all participate on and participating as a key sponsor of uh, some of these uh, large events. Well, I mean, you, you cover a couple. Of, you ask a couple of. Uh, your question falls in two questions. Actually, one is, is sort of where do I see the industry and where I, where do I see us at, and right. the other is the viability of getting into the space. But I'll sort of tackle the first one first, and that is that it's changed dramatically. And the easiest way to uh, describe the evolution is just a massive increase in the net equity value of every single domain portfolio. Every, everything that's happened, and I won't go into trying to delineate all the different developments, but first and foremost, one of the, the biggest trend, in my opinion, is the, the influx into the industry of sophisticated investment uh, organizations, whether it be funds that have been put together specifically to buy domain portfolios or, you know, in, in fact, domainers who've raised money and so forth, it's a lot. It's a big influx of capital coming in, trying to buy up the domain portfolios. Because when you look at domain portfolios and traffic monetization from a pure economic perspective, what you see is a way to create annuity-type investment opportunities. And I think that that has changed the face of the domain industry dramatically. Uh, in that, a lot of domainers have been able to cash out and for substantial uh, multiples of their yearly revenue. I think that a lot of domainers out there right now who've been approached and who are yet to be approached have what I call economically unrealistic 
expectations of what those multiples should be without getting into discussion or you know arguing with anybody about whether it's 4x to 10x or 20x. But the bottom line is the buyer has to have an economic equation that makes sense, and they're the ones who are putting up the capital. So ultimately, their math is the math that makes you know the big difference. They're only going to spend when they can get the multiples they're looking for. So that's been a big influx. That's changed the industry dramatically. It's brought a lot of focus on it. Uh, and I think that uh, moving on to the question of how viable it is to, for one to either expand their domain portfolio or, or to come into the business, I think it's both. However, I think the stakes are much higher. I think the competition is, is fierce. And yet I think if I were looking at the space right now, I wouldn't necessarily be looking at the same place everybody else is looking. I so, mean, where, so where would you be looking? Like, give give some helpful hints here for those that are. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of domainers out there, so I want to be careful about floating information that I know from from proprietary conversations. But the marketplace in the United States for the internet business has always been n number of years, at least two years ahead of international markets. So anything that's happening in international markets today is what happened here two to three years ago. So I'd be looking at international markets very aggressively. That's a, that's a great uh, that's a great hint. You know, it's a great angle. Exactly. Well, no, I'm not taking the compliment. I'm saying I'm watching it happen. It's I know domainers who are out there succeeding phenomenally, and they're seeing early returns that are way better than anything they could get out of speculating on the available pool of .com, .net, .org names that they're able to buy. And I'm not even talking in the .eu area. I'm talking about country level TLDs. But you got to focus. Whenever you go into any kind of niche market, you got to develop a very solid focus. What what uh, what countries, for example, do you guys see like even monetizing really well on um, on uh, in your in your uh, segment of the business? In well, your in your, in your uh, you, you know in the domain sponsor application. Um, Europe, South America, and then Asia, mm-hmm. maybe in that order, um, only because of the accessibility. But there are challenges and hurdles that that make act, getting into that space a lot more challenging but not but not undoable um, but it's uh, we you know it's happening for people um, there are um, people enjoying good success but I call it early stage success and what I mean by that is that they still haven't seen the real windfall from what their the work they put into place because like I said I think the marketplace is going to continue to expand pay-per-click hasn't gotten the traction in the uh, European markets and, and other markets quite the way it has here and that's largely because the United States is home of direct marketing industry. And the direct marketing industry is what's fueling so much of the growth in pay-per-click, and pay-per-click is the underpinnings of the economic model of domain traffic monetization. Right, not, right. Not domain, tra- not domain sales, just domain traffic monetization. And, I, you know, I think when people listen to someone like myself talk, they've got to be careful not to, to see the way I talk about the industry as the totality because there's a, the other half of the industry, well, not maybe it's not half, maybe it's more, is, is the equity value of domains and the aftermarket is phenomenal. There's a lot of domainers I talk to who simply look at the traffic monetization that they see, the revenues they draw from companies like ours, as a way to pay their registration costs. The real money that they feel they derive from their portfolios comes from carefully considered sales opportunities, and they derive average revenues of 500 to to $1,000 per name and own portfolios of, you know, thousands of names sometimes or more and uh, that's a pretty lucrative opportunity if you can get yourself into the search engines with your name list and you can generate a pretty substantial income that way 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And of course, being on uh, touching the ends of uh, monetization and of the domain sales and the escrow yeah. and the appraisals on our side, we see uh, you know yeah. a huge boom in this uh, in this yeah, area for sure. I, I have to defer to you because you're you're probably one of the most you have probably one of the best vantage points of anybody in the space. And so yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that I would I would make the further point that the international markets again in this area are going to be huge. Um, it's going to be a lot of very unhappy. Uh, Frenchmen and Italians who come up, wake up one day and go to buy a domain name three years from now when they figure out what the Internet's about, and they end up dealing with somebody in Cincinnati, you know, who's got a... He's got their name. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the guy in Cincinnati actually have a, has an address and a company over in Italy or France and or some other place. Maybe it's, uh, you know, I mean, but my point is that there's, you know, this is happening and it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. I, so I'd say that the international opportunity for the domain industry could literally actually be equal to, and I'm, and I'm going to say potentially even greater than the U.S. potential, but it's going to take two to five, seven years for it to mature. But it's, it, there, there aren't many people who can compete in that space yet. Right, Thank right. You. Well, that's good. That's that's a, that's a really good point, and it is, uh, we're, we're seeing the same thing with the country codes, and, you know, the, the, the whole the whole uh, 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 vibrant initiative around .eu and what's going on with .mobi and everybody's gearing up towards the, you know, in the past, like three to five years ago, country codes were like, ah, you know, who needs them or alternate extensions, who needs them? But now now the bell curve, the, the masses are starting to get online and get their identities and get on and, and find new ways to make money in the marketplace. And I think they're all aiming their guns at the in those different channels. And there's a lot of different niches there now. Right. And so there's a lot of different choices. Right. And... and I think one of the, uh, going back to your original two-part question, which I attempted to answer, one of the trends, one of the uh, evolutionary trends in the industry is, is the way that domain names are being used by industry, by advertisers, by companies, by organizations, and by people. Uh, Subdomains, if you will, people acquiring domains to use for a specific marketing campaign and all these kinds of things. This is really starting to take, play, take hold quite a bit now, and it's, not only creating increased value for existing names, but it's generating increased CPC rates, and it's just the whole. It's driving the industry as well, and the international space is going to experience that as well. Hey, I have, I have just uh, uh, you know one other question about another international market that everybody's talking about, but nobody's quite addressed yet, which is China, and then. Um, really want to get to some things that people can really do based off of what you know today about the business and what you know the future is going besides the international business that people can do to make their, their current portfolio successful. But China is, you know, going to be as big, if not bigger, than the United States in terms of this, of, uh, in terms of the online market. It's going to command uh, a, a huge presence, but it's also challenging due to its, uh, um, you know, it's language barrier. Uh, it's um, uh, you know, it's like in the very early stages of being able to to e-commerce online. It's um, of course restricted in terms of its um, um, outward speech and uh, free speech initiatives. What what do you think is going to happen with China? How soon will it be before they just rock and roll and, and start kicking butt in our industry? And uh, you know, what's do, what's domain sponsor and overseas doing about it? Um, well, I, I, again, I have, I have to agree with you. I think that you know, one has to be paying attention close attention to what's happening in China and the whole Asian market in general, um, I would use Google and Yahoo as bellwethers, pay very close attention to what they're doing over there, because I think that domainers aren't going to pave the way for anything. Uh, domainers are really riding waves. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't know so much that we can do a whole lot more than the kinds of things we are doing. For example, 
we're in launching on a rather extensive localization initiative with regard to landing pages so that our landing pages, when displayed in uh, IP addresses from whatever country, are, are localized to that country. And our search results already are, if, if they're the Google results, but we, we have results other than Google as well. So we're doing search result localization as well. But I, I think that the the market has to be made a little bit. In other words, the door has to be open wider. Uh, you know, there's there's not to, the language barrier or the language issue in, in, in China is a big one, but the cultural issue is, is probably even bigger. Um, and cultural goes all the way up into the political infrastructure. But I, like I said, I think the thing to do is to watch what uh, Google and Over Yahoo and Overture are doing, understand their business strategies, Microsoft in those markets, and then I think it becomes clear as to where the market's going to be, you know, with the growth, the evolution, the rate of change, and so forth. I, it's a tough one. I honestly, I don't have the kind of answers in that space that that I might be able to have in some others. So that's a that's a marketplace that's going to take a little time to mature. But it's it's right. even, even in its early stages because of its sheer size, which you pointed out, it's already substantial. I mean, the volume of traffic that we get, we see uh, on, on landing searches that are coming from. China and, and the Asian countries is surprisingly large, and it's got a very strong rate of growth. It's a, you know, it's got that nosebleed kind of tilt to it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, before we wrap up, um, what are some really key points that maybe not be as well known in the domain community, but from your perspective and from you know from your perspective on all sides of your experience and as a domainer and as the business development manager, you know, director for your company. Besides just the basics and maybe heading to the international market, what are a couple other things that people can do um, to really hit home, uh, hit a home run in their business with uh, w- within our industry? Well, I think um, the domainers need to be paying attention to legal issues very carefully. Uh, I think that uh, uh, domainers ought to be studying their financial situation with regard to their legal exposure for owning domain portfolios and how their portfolio is protected in terms of where it's, you know, where their corporation base is and their tax structure. I think a lot of domainers tend to be somewhat myopically focused on just earning domain revenue and and haven't really stepped back and realized that they've got this economic engine that really is a business enterprise. And any kind of viable business enterprise is vulnerable uh, from a legal perspective, from tax perspective, and so forth. And I think people need to be paying attention to that. Um, But I think that overall people are are going to see a dramatic increase in the in the actual value of their existing portfolios, particularly if they have a good mix or even a singular mix of high-traffic names or just good, valuable, generic names. Uh, the high-traffic names are the ones that are flipping faster because the people who are buying are looking for the annuity-type revenue streams. But uh, as soon as there, – there might be some tax law changes in the offing coming up soon that re- reflect – that deal with how – you're able to expense or you know depreciate domains and so forth. That might actually portend a pretty strong boon in the value of portfolios. Uh, right now, though, I, have not, I won't go into the specifics of it, but there's a lot of talk about how domains can be depreciated and tax issues and so forth that that are sort of outdated and could be changed. And if they are changed, it could be pretty strong. So I, I just encourage domainers to continue to be innovative um, and. Uh, but uh, got to be smart, and I would look internationally for the growth, which I've already made that point. So. Great, great. 
Great. Well, uh, Ron, we really appreciate you having uh, being on sure. the show. And uh, for those of you listening, um, you can access, uh, if you have a good portfolio of domain names and you're not monetizing them, uh, you can uh, go to uh, domainsponsor.com or you can go to trafficclub.com, which has Domain Sponsor in its solution. And uh, the folks at Domain Sponsor have been gracious enough to allow us to offer that as one of the solutions inside Traffic Club, and it does very, very well. I think it commands the majority of the traffic uh, because they do a great job. And uh, we use the power and the leverage of uh, millions of unique visitors uh, every single month uh, to have very good payouts with that. And uh, the, the company's a great company to work with, and Ron's a great guy, and, uh, and his, so is his team and, and, and the leadership in that company. So we really appreciate your time and, uh, and your perspective and your insight on the industry, and uh, love to have you back on sometime soon. I'd love to be back. Thank you very much for all the kind words, and, and uh, I hope we are doing as good a job as, as people tell us, but we've got a lot of hard work ahead of us. And just would also like to say that the two tra- conferences we just finished from Domain Roundtable and Traffic West were pretty awesome, and uh, would strongly encourage publishers in the future to consider attending uh, either you know, one or the other or both of those. Yeah, definitely. We're actually doing a, a Domain ra- Roundtable wrap-up uh, right, uh, right after your interview. Well, make sure you mention the uh, party we did at the Ghost Bar. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's at the traffic thing. Yeah, the the, the traffic conference you guys sponsored a, a kick ass party uh, at Ghost Bar, and uh, I heard you had a great dinner at Domain Roundtable in Seattle as well. We had a great time. You guys are great on uh, in terms of entertaining people and making sure that uh, that you take care of folks. And uh, being the lead sponsor of traffic, uh, I know is exp- a very expensive investment into the into the business, uh, but uh, I think it's paying off for you guys. And I think that you're obviously uh, um, getting to work with some of the top uh, the top uh, domainers in the world as a result. Well, yeah, it is. Our philosophy fundamentally is that at the end of the day, we may be running a domain traffic monetization business, but we're dealing with people, and so we try to run it as a people business. And right. Relationships are the most important thing in our business right now, I think. That's, that's our leverage. And yep. That's our focus. So. so thank you for your time, and thank you. Hey, for thank you, Ron. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, thanks to uh, Ron Sheridan. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break, be on with uh, Jonathan Frakes from Domain Roundtable and do a Domain Roundtable wrap-up and talk about the just the whole trade show industry in our business in general. And, uh, and then get ready, folks. Anybody that's listening, we're going to rebroadcast the uh, highly successful domain auction that we did over three hours and sold two, uh, just over $2 million worth of domain names live with a live auctioneer. And uh, I'm going to listen to it for the first time after being there right by the side of the, of the auctioneer, so it should be uh, entertaining. So stay tuned. We'll do a break for commercial. Be on with uh, Jothan in just a couple minutes. Bye-bye. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The master of your domains. Stay tuned. your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. 
Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. I am jealous of Katie Kempner. If you're listening to her show, she's got this fabulous kind of hip-hop intro. There are no good songs about Susan. I love Shrek. I'm an ogre. Well, see, you're my kind of guy. You're technical, you're super smart, and you're tall and handsome. We need a little time, you know, to be together. Fantastic. You're too hot not to be married. Some woman snatched you up already. Is that right? Fiona and I are married now. And you sound like a Texan. Are you a native Texan? I'm an ogre. All right. Will you play a little game with me? Oh, you mean like sorting the mail and watering the plants? You don't have to kiss my butt or anything. Don't worry. Ad Tech Connect. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Join the club. We've got jackets. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to uh, Domain Masters. Uh, thanks again to Ron Sheridan. Uh, he's a great guy and great company, and uh, glad to have a uh, domain sponsor as part of our Traffic Club solution. So uh, if you go to trafficclub.com, uh, you can definitely um, get, a, get a, a taste of domain sponsor. It will win a lot of the business since it's a competitive system, so I'm, uh, I'm real excited to have him on. My next guest, uh, who we intended to have on, I guess it was about three weeks ago when we were going to do the Domain Roundtable wrap-up, uh, but uh, then suddenly got cut off because the electricity went down in the studio, uh, is on now, and that's Jonathan Frakes. How are you doing, Jonathan? You back hey, on, I'm doing great, Monty. Hello. Hey, uh, and again, my apologies that we never did, get, a, in fact, get a, to, to do a wrap-up of the show, but uh, it was such a great show, and my guys uh, had such great feedback, and of course we had a nice, great uh Three quarters of the interviews uh, already uh, going, and uh, and got some really good feedback about having some of the registries on that uh, we never got a chance to follow up with you. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to have facilitated uh, you know those kind of meetings, and, yeah, and that's kind of the premise <laughs> that uh, the roundtable is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, give us a little bit of uh, insight about how Domain Roundtable wrapped up and some of the some of the key things that people walked away with this time versus last year, and uh, and what's on the forefront. 
Well, uh, you know, for for us, the re- the conference went really well. It, we were uh, we exceeded our uh, projections on the attendees. We were hoping for about 250. We ended up somewhere about 311, 312, 313, somewhere around there. It's a high quality problem, and uh, but as far as uh, putting it together, I was actually humbled by the uh, the number of uh, really heavy hitter key, keynote speakers we got. Uh, you know, having Vint Surf out, for example. Uh, Who's uh, chairman of the board at ICANN and uh, you know vice president and chief internet evangelist at Google uh, was right. you know great. Uh, the uh, Paul Tomey from ICANN. That's uh, you know he's starting to take uh, and and go out actually into the industry and really play a keen role in industry outreach. You know they've got such a aggressive set of mandates that they've got to hit. Uh, as far as milestones with the Department of Commerce and with all the other different global players, that it really divides them from having their ear on the ground with regard to, uh, you know, listening to what the consumers, what the end users, what the what the people who use the domains are doing with them. Right, right. And, and I think it was key because um, I, I saw the registry attend traffic last year, and uh, and um, they had they sent representatives this time again, and to have them and including ICANN, show up at these events to see what's really driving the market is really good overall for the business because before I think they felt maybe it wasn't important to be here. Uh, they're such a big bureaucratic machine, um, you know, and the way they're operating um, that um, um, it's a good sign that they're looking to see what's really driving the market. And uh, I hear that they got a lot of good, not only as speakers, but they got a lot of good um, insight on the business as listeners to the other presentations as well. Oh, indeed. Indeed. In fact, you know, I really credit Tim Cole from ICANN uh, and Tina Dam, both the registrar and registry liaisons. They spend a great amount of time, uh, you know, participating in conversations and pulling people and talking with them and, and, you know they're they're keen to advance the industry and they and they're really uh they they really stand out to me as being people who have uh have really improved the uh, I think the industry perception of ICANN. Yeah, definitely. And I I don't think anyone imagined uh what's really going on right now would would be going on in terms of uh the growth and the pace at which we're growing and the fact that domain names have real value outside of just being online identities for companies, but the way people are utilizing them. You know, I know there's some controversy on, you know, the way people are using domain names, you know, the mistypes and the misspells and the parking solutions and not really getting to where you really want to go in some cases and then getting every, everything you ever needed by in other cases. But um, I think all in all, and as demonstrated by the registry, they're letting this thing play out a little bit where before it was a big no-no to taste the domain names for a few days and it was a big no-no to uh, not use a domain. I mean, the original intention was never to sit on a domain name and, and let it sit there. Um, but now that um, it's being looked at more of like an asset and property and it's the business of the owner to do what they want to with the domain names as long as they're not breaking the law or creating some, you know, doing something illegal, that it's good for the business and it's driving a market that is now finding both a buyer side, a seller side, a, um, uh, an aggregator side, and uh, and driving the business far more forward than uh, you know at this stage than they ever thought. That's definitely the case, and uh, you know I think the other thing uh, with our CEO roundtable, I was I was reading through the transcripts and uh, and things, uh, the write up that Ron Jackson did, for example, on the roundtable uh, was I think a real excellent tell. If I'd encourage people to look at the dnjournal dot com. Uh, the, the write-up that they did on the roundtable. I think there's one coming up for traffic uh, also yep. that uh, one could look for. 
I, I appreciate uh, that uh, I was actually invited to come to Traffic this time. It was my first Traffic show. Uh, you know, I know I'm talking about the roundtable here, but I did want to tip my hat to uh, Howard and Rick for, uh, you know, putting together a really great show and, uh, you know, that we're all working together as sort of uh, friends to build the industry. Right, that's, and that's, that's the whole point. We're, we're, we're all working together, um, whether your competitors are, you know, like I use the word all the time, I use it on the show a lot, it's cooperation. I love it. Is that you, you cooperate together with your competitors to build an industry so that it's here for the next generation and the generation after that. There's no need to be cutting everybody's legs out right now because we're, we're actually establishing, um, um, you know, stability and confidence and investment from the outside community is demonstrated with what's going on, you know, with uh, with the acquisitions that are taking place, the domain portfolios being purchased, the um, the online media companies jumping into the space, you know, the whole demand media acquisition of Enom and uh, and what just happened last, you know, over the last couple of weeks and, you know, uh, Highland Capital buying out by domains and, um, you know, portfolio companies coming together and buying out key domaining portfolios because they do see it as a future investment. A new yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right on it. There's a lot of consolidation by big players. Um, you know, I think we'll, we should see a lot more media. I mean, there's, there's visionary companies out there like Domain Sponsor and Ron Sheridan. Obviously, people got an opportunity to hear you know, his great wisdom on the, on the industry, and I think his nose is right on the pulse. He knows it. Um, and, uh, th- but this consolidation is really happening. The, the, the key, I guess, you know, in, in having actually attended the, the traffic show was to, you know, to really see how distinct and different the two shows are and how, you know, we really come at the industry from different angles. Uh, you know, for us, we try to put together ICANN and the registries and registrars and then, you know, bring in the domain monetization and parking page companies, uh, search engines, search engine optimization people, intellectual property interests, the domainers themselves, uh, and, you know, get people talking. It, it stirs up, you know, great ideas. And I think that the media companies are really seeing this uh, happening. There was a great article in USA Today right before the roundtable that really triggered a lot. And we had uh, Ari Baim uh, gave just a fantastic presentation on, um, you know, the Wall Street perspective on acquiring portfolios. So it was a, it was a I think there was a lot of focus on this, this uh, portal uh, excuse me, this uh, portfolio acquisition. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a big, that's a big thing, and we're going to see a lot of consolidation happening in our, um, in our marketplace over the next year here. Now, what, um, what do you, I mean, so there are these two, these two conferences, but, um, you know, where do you see the two differences in the conferences from your perspective, and where do you see the similarities? Uh, and, you know, obviously they're both good for the community, and I'm encouraging and have encouraged everyone to go to every one of these events, including things that are not e- even directly domain name initiative conferences, such as Webmaster World, Search Engine Strategies, because what it's doing is it's teaching us a lot about what's going on, not only with domain names, but what all the tools and all the things that you need to know and all the knowledge and meet all the companies that are also driving the other sides of the business, which is web development, um, search engine optimization, um, a keyword optimization, um, you know, AdWords, uh, the, the links, uh, you know, the keyword buying, the competitive analysis, all that stuff. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on how these shows will either come together in terms of its content um, on the same level and where will they be different? Well, you know, one, one thing is I'm putting together the dates for the next Domain Roundtable, uh, you know, and, and locations is, you know, the, the one thing that I'm looking at right now is just to avoid the same dates. But I think we'd probably uh, benefit, uh, you know, as an industry from, you know, having dates adjunct 
not, maybe, you know, traffic obviously has a great deal of uh, number of shows and locations they're doing theirs. We're looking at the roundtable at a variety of locations ourselves. And I, I, I think that, uh, you know, one big show may have a potential uh, but, uh, you know, putting, putting something like the roundtable, for example, up against ad tech so that they, you know, not so that the dates collide, but so that the dates are uh, close so that somebody could attend an entire uh, type of uh, a show and make it into what they want. Uh, I see that happening. Uh, there's new shows. Like uh, I get the chance to meet a guy named Patrick Carlton from Associated Cities. They're putting together the Geodomain Expo. Right. You know, they're... There's a lot of different sort of niches in the domain industry, whether it's advertising or, uh, you know, some of the larger things that uh, the traffic or domain roundtable cover. Um, you know, I know the roundtable is really, we try to stay agnostic uh, as far as, you know, who we have participate, but make sure we're capturing a global scale. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to position it as like the, the conference of all conferences as far as the domain industry goes. If you want to get the biggest uh, macro perspective on what's going on, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm a domainer, if I'm a person who's doing the investment, though, I'd point them at traffic. I yep. after seeing that show, they definitely have that wired. Yep, yep, I, I agree with that, and uh, you know that that gives a different uh, you know another different perspective of uh, of you know the domain investment community and the, a lot of the monetization and things that are going on in that side. So yeah, they all they both have value, that's for sure. And and, and like I said, the other shows that touch it that are now starting to make domain names the uh, primary focus. Uh, uh, of their, at least on some of their panels, like, you know, Webmaster World started about a year and a half ago getting a domain panel. Uh, I've been invited to speak at uh, SES in San Jose for the first time to bring domain names to the forefront again with the uh, Search Engine Optimization, Search Engine Strategies uh, Conference. So, you know, domain names are now going to become a primary focus in some of these um, other conferences that touch it. Well, I, I think they're wise to bring you aboard. I think you know a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, all right. Well, with that said, um, anything else you want to add about the industry or where we're going, and uh, uh, any last input or comments before we break away and do a rebroadcast of the uh, of the auction? Well, I do want to say it was fine. It was it was wonderful to finally meet you in person. Oh, uh, although man, we man, talked over the years, uh, it was wonderful to finally meet you. Uh, I did want to say that um, you know we had a good experience with the domain roundtable. Uh, we came away with a lot of good feedback, uh, and we we're we're planning to do it bigger and better next year. It'll be a great show, and so uh, you know, keep keep your eyes on domainroundtable.com for uh, you know the upcoming. We have the DVD ROM with the presentations coming available. Uh, should be within the next couple of weeks. We're accepting pre-orders, and that contains MP3 recordings of all the sessions. Plus, uh, and there's some really good the... content in those sessions. Also, I heard. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make my speaking events because my back injury. But uh, my guys, I heard, filled in pretty good uh, and covered uh, covered me and did a great job covering themselves. So there, there might be a DVD in your future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thanks Jonathan, a lot for we really me appreciate on, your time. Take care. Okay, thank you very much. Well, thanks, Jonathan Frakes, for uh, putting on such a great event and uh, and also uh, for uh, being a key guy to uh, you know advance the industry forward. And uh, those guys see it over there as well. So. Uh, with that, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if anybody's interested, uh, right after the show, I mean, right in a couple minutes, we're going to do a complete rebroadcast of the second ever live domain auction that's uh, ever been in history. We conducted the first one at Traffic East uh, back in October, and uh, we sold about $450,000 worth of domain names and was considered a monumental event in October. My expectations were to... Uh, position and sell about a million to a million and a half dollars worth of domain names uh, at this event. And uh, literally, just to give you perspective before you listen, um, we, um, we took more than 5,000 domain names, whittled it down through 
uh, attendees at traffic choices of what they wanted to bid on at the final, um, you know, at the final event, and whittled that list down from 5,000 to 190. So this is going to give you some perspective before you start listening to this broadcast of what we had to go through in less than 12 hours. Um, and I was up all night, uh, and my guys really filled in. Victor Pitts helped me slam the databases together and make sure that we uh, eliminated most of the errors. And uh, we did have some things happen uh, during the auction where we found a couple names that were misspelled. But overall, we kicked ass. Uh, we, we sold $2.1 million worth of domain names in three hours. It was the first time that's ever this has ever happened like this. And uh, you're going to hear the domain name, so I won't take some of the surprises away, but the highest domain name sold for over $450,000 and worked its all the way down. 58 names in total sold uh, for a total of uh, uh, just under $2.1 million. And it made news uh, over the last couple of days and uh, had interviews and all kinds of stuff. So the next uh, auction will be at um, Traffic east in uh in miami slash fort lauderdale and we're gonna you know raise the bar quite higher again and we actually had a very successful silent auction at domain roundtable and sold uh, over one hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of domain names there so uh it, it shows that there's an aftermarket at these events and that there's a valuable um secondary investment for domain names uh as well as uh traffic monetizing and helping them uh, be uh, good future investments for everyone with that i'll let everyone go we'll be live next week with another great show and uh, stay tuned for the live broadcast of the live domain auction that was at Traffic last Thursday. Take care. Be the master of your domain. Bye-bye. WebmasterRadio.fm For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.